Hi everyone, I wanted to give a disclaimer before this episode starts that I had terrible technical difficulties. My microphone's not working, my sound is so loud, and my guest sound is so quiet. So I am just apologizing in advance, and I hope that you can look past that and still enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everybody. This is the 511 Show, and I'm your host, Becky, here with a special guest today, all the way from the States. I say all the way, that's because I'm in Canada and I have not been allowed to leave my country in two and a half years. So the state seems very far away. As per usual, this is going to be a very controversial episode. You know me, I like to have polarizing topics. So we are going to talk about something our guest likes to call a stationary plane of existence. Now you're probably wondering what the heck I'm talking about. I also had to question what he meant by this. We are talking about flat earth, although I'm learning that the term flat earth apparently is not accurate or maybe even offensive to people who believe this. We will get into that further. Maybe offensive is the wrong word. But yeah, stay tuned for a very interesting and very controversial episode I call Flat. So we are here today with John. He is from Texas. Where in Texas are you from? Dallas, Dallas Texas. Okay. And born and raised? Uh, Peoria, Illinois. And then why the move to Texas? My wife got a position down here. I'm retired. Mm-hmm. So naturally she had a choice of three places, four places to go. And I've always wanted to live in Texas. Mm-hmm. She put the request in. She got Texas. She got Dallas. So we've That's been awesome. down here almost four years. It's been good except for the convict nonsense. But yeah, other than that, I, I remember when Abbott, the puppet Abbott governor, mm-hmm. on my iPhone here, July 3rd, 4th of 2020, sent out a mm-hmm. text to everybody in Texas, said you must wear a mask indoors. And it was <laughs> just like, Really? And, and so I was, you know, so places I could go before with no mask on the day before, I couldn't go the day after <laughs> without wearing a mind control device. I, you know what? I feel like Texans wouldn't have put up with they that. We, Texas rolled yeah. over. <laughs> That's all like Alberta. I would like to think that Alberta, where I live, is the Texas of Canada. It's there a little more country. And we rolled over too. I'm I'm actually blown away. We'll see what happens come the winter. I don't think they're gonna try it again, but you never know. Never know. So we'll see if Albertans take it again never know. for the third the, year in a the, row. The land of Trudeau. Don't even <laughs> remind. I, you know what? If it was Biden or Trudeau, I'd take Biden. Yeah, I, I I would. <laughs> I hate to say that because he's. Equally as terrible, oh, but like yeah, it, it, it's a t- it's a tough word. When you know the truth and the and you know that mm-hmm. um, Satan knows that you know knows God, so Satan tries mm-hmm. to hide us from God. Satan knows there's truth, so Satan tries to hide us from the truth. You know it's fascinating, Becky, and, and you know we'll 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 jump into this, but everything that we've been taught—I don't know about in Canada, but in the good old U.S that we were taught before 10 
mm-hmm. that was significant, we still believe. We still believe that we can catch okay. this thing in the air and get sick from it. We still believe mm-hmm. we live on a spinning ball because when we were five in kindergarten, we saw the teacher's desk with the ball the going around. Right. And for four or five years, we saw that ball. So by the time we were 10, we were into the spinning ball. So we were into viruses. We were into the spinning ball. We probably mm-hmm. saw a picture of Neil Armstrong on the supposed moon. Of course. Yeah. And, and we were told about the Cold War. And we grew out of Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy, but we never grew out of our globe. Because mm-hmm. the globe is as fake as the Easter Bunny. There, there is no difference. The, the one is that they kept giving us propaganda, indoctrination, mm-hmm. after we were 10, and they let the Easter Bunny go. For people that are listening, I just want you to know, you do not live on a spinning, watery, curvy, bendy ball or globe, planet or sphere. You do not. You know, if you're into biblical cosmology, the Bible, the Bible is explicit mm-hmm. that you don't live on a globe or a ball. And if you look at observations and calculations, empirical evidence that we'll share, you know, you do not live on a globe. You live on a globe mm-hmm. because you were indoctrinated at the earliest ages through education and then through entertainment. Universal Studios, when they do their movies, they let you know by having that globe with Universal. Yeah, absolutely. The front. Beginning. And, and, and th- th- they let you know in the, you know, the oddest ways that, you know, how many times if you listen to a movie, they say planet. How many times do you listen to somebody on the news like NBC with, you know, Lester Holt and they say globe? You know, and these subtle mm-hmm. things that just keep pushing you back and your confirmation bias is that you live on a globe. Mm-hmm. So you want to run back to your globe. Cognitive dissonance, you want to run back to your globe. Your Stockholm yes. Syndrome, they won't always lie to me. Your ego pride, mm-hmm. uh, reputation, indoctrination, you run mm-hmm. back to your globe because you feel comfortable because people, people don't want to have their apple cart upset because if you upset somebody's apple cart it's difficult i think some people would rather know that their spouse cheated on them and they can go to a restaurant or a motel and see them cheating on them than for somebody to come up to them and say you don't live on a globe Mm -hmm. because you can get over the fact that your spouse cheated on you but some people may need counseling and may never accept the fact that they were lied to their whole life and their globe was taken away from them. It's all up mm-hmm. here. It's all up here. And, and the thing is, Becky, none of us experience motion of the earth. Never. We, and we mm-hmm. never experience curvature of the earth. If there was one place that we could go on God's water world, his stationary plane of existence, that we could see curve, mm-hmm. we would have hotels, restaurants, those little telescopes you could put 50 cents into and you can look across and see, Oh, it's curving away from me. There's not one place on this world <clears throat> that you can go and do that. But I can tell you to go to Benton Harbor, which is 62 miles across from Chicago and tell okay. you to go there. You should not see the sun. You should not see all of Chicago from 62 miles away because the 30 feet observation no. height of 62 miles, there should be mm-hmm. 2,038 feet worth of curve. 
the Willis Tower or the Sears Tower, which is the same thing, uh, with antennas is over 1,700 foot tall. Mm -hmm. On a good day with you know, a Nikon P900 or a telescope, you can see all of Chicago. If we were on a globe wow. sphere, planet or ball, all you would see is water because that 30 feet observation height, 62 miles, the sun and things should start being removed from sight at 6.47 miles because of Earth's curvature. But at 6.47 miles, it doesn't happen. You can still see 62 miles away and see the whole thing. Just Google Earth Curve Calculator. The first thing that comes up, it's mainstream science and NASA approved. That's what they use. They use it because we have a radius of 3,959 miles. That's what they tell us. To, okay. to the radius, then times two's diameter times pi, you get 24,901 miles. That is the supposed mm -hmm. circumference of this globe that we live on, which we don't. And, and so that's what they tell us. This photo right here confirms that you live on a stationary plane of existence. You do not live on a globe. But, you know, you, you, we don't know about this because it doesn't prove their curve, their globe. So they don't tell us about it. Go there. I know only 330 million people supposedly live in the good old USA, Canada, 37 mm -hmm. million. And, and so people can go visit this if they want to. There are hotels, mm -hmm. there are restaurants, there are numerous places running uh, uh, north to south, going up from Michigan City, Indiana, that you can stop and see this uh, many, many places. There's even a watchtower uh, that you can you know, go into at, at uh, Benton Harbor. It takes you up a few, few feet that you can actually go see it. So this right here proves that you live on a stationary plane of existence. Um, the other thing that I just, I, I wrote out today, Desert View Watchtower at the Grand Canyon, a lot closer to where you live. And, mm, yeah. and so if you go to the, you know, the easternmost part, they have a watchtower there. You see your watchtower right there. Yeah. It is 70 miles across to the other side. At six feet observation mm. height, if you're standing down here, six feet observation height, it's 70 miles across to the western rim. At 70 miles, at six feet observation height, according to the Earth Curve Calculator, NASA and mainstream science, what they use, not what I use, but what they use, mm -hmm. there should be 3,000 feet worth of curve going away. Genesis 1 is specifically a non-globe chapter. Isaiah 40, 22, mm -hmm. uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 16, 30, Psalms 19, 1, Psalms 19, 6, uh, Revelation wow. 1, 7, Revelation 7, 1. They all explicitly say we either live on, on something that's firm and immovable. We live on four corners of the earth. You can't wrap a ball around four corners of the earth. It says that mm -hmm. in, in, in Isaiah, um, Isaiah 40, 22, it talks about, you know, God looking down upon the circle of the earth. A pizza, if you look down, is circular. He looks down on the, on the uh, circle of the earth. He doesn't look down on half of the earth, the globe, and then have to go to the other side and see it. He sees the whole thing. And, and, and so it, it's just fascinating that Christians look at Genesis 1, 16 and 17, and they go, what? Okay, 
I know not everybody's biblical. I can do this from a biblical standpoint, mm -hmm. or I can do it from a secular standpoint with numbers. But it also sure. says in Genesis 1.16, God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. Becky, what are we taught from our earliest recollections? That the sun lights the moon. There's one great light in the sky and it, it lights the moon. God's word says that he made two great lights. I have three videos that I'll, I'll send to you when we're done here that, that have been taken recently, one by me, August 8th, and two by other people that explicitly show that the sun is not pointing at the moon because the, the illuminated or lit part of the moon is not facing the sun. It shows it right there when the moon and the, sky, and the, moon and the sun are in the blue sky together. It shows it. It shows it. It verifies Genesis 1.16. So from a secular standpoint, you can see that the sun does not light the moon. The moon is pointing away from where the sun is supposed to be lighting it. And then you go to Genesis 1.16 and it proves it. People, I was a, I was a globe normie for 62 years. 60, almost 63 oh, years. Oh, this is new. Yeah, this, this is very new November for you. November 1st, 2021. After I got done, after I got done looking at viruses and that COVID was convid, and I studied Antoine Bechamp's terrain theory, and I went mm -hmm. from viruses help clean, help clean up toxicity in the blood, they help bacteria, enzymes, mm -hmm. and white blood cells clean it out, to viruses are just dead cell debris which which bacteria clean out, to viruses don't exist whatsoever. I've heard that multiple yeah. times in the conspiracy yeah. circles, yeah. of course. And, and you know what the funny thing is. You know, you know, the two great conspiracies in the world are one, that we live on a globe. That's mm -hmm. the number one conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And the second conspiracy is that viruses exist. Those are the two great mm -hmm. conspiracies. But because education and entertainment has told us otherwise, and for decades and generations, we got to understand how propaganda works. You get them when they're young. Mm -hmm. you, repeat, you repeat it over and over and over and over again. You ridicule the other side and you keep doing, you know, you keep doing the lie over and over and over again. It, it, it said that either Walter Langer or Joseph Goebbels said this, you know, in Nazi Germany, that people would rather believe a big lie than a little lie. And if you tell the big mm -hmm. lie often enough, sooner or later, people will come to believe it. You know, as I said, we're working against ego, pride, reputation, indoctrination, mm -hmm. Stockholm syndrome, uh, cognitive dissonance, and confirmation bias. That is what I don't want to say the truth community is working against, but that's what we're working against. Mm -hmm. and, and it's it's so terrible. There's not one person who's ever lived, Becky, that has ever experienced for themselves empirically or, or through personal observation curvature of the earth but 90 percent 85 90 percent of people believe it to be true oh yeah it's one of those things you don't even question i i'm fairly new conspiracy guy like 
three-ish, four-ish years, maybe. Certainly COVID threw that into overdrive. Absolutely. Had me questioning absolutely everything. And that's where Flat Earth started to come in. Again, like we talked about off camera, do I believe it? I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't know either way. And you know what? I could go until the end of my life and not know it and not know the answer. And that's okay to me. I'm not that person that needs that definitive answer. But it definitely got me thinking about it. I think I think a little bit of it, Becky, is psychological. When I came to the belief around November 1st that we didn't live on a globe or a ball, I didn't know much about the biblical aspect or the numbers aspect uh, of it, mm -hmm. the measurement aspect of it. And and so, but then I realized, uh oh, I'm a flat earther. And and and, and the Flat Earth Society in 1971, which is a controlled opposition group, a little bit of mm -hmm. truth, a little bit of lies, so you run back to your globe. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. You, you know, you know, flat Earth is is a derogatory term. The our world is not flat. We go. Mm -hmm. uh, Mount Everest, 29,200 feet to the basins of the Pacific, uh, about 65,000 feet. It's 13 miles top to bottom. So we don't live on a flat earth. Right. Second mm -hmm. of all, and if we did, God would say it somewhere. But God says it nowhere in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew, and nowhere in the New Testament, in the Greek. There are no original uh, Hebrew uh, uh, transcripts for the New Testament. And mm -hmm. so... It's not mentioned, you know, in the Bible that we're flat. It doesn't say that. If God would have said we're flat, God would be a liar, but God's not a liar. Second of all, mm -hmm. we don't live, predominantly we live in a, in a water world. That's what my name is, water world. And um, because we have waters above, waters below, and land or earth coming out of the waters. That's in Genesis, mm -hmm. I believe, 6 through 10. And with waters above and waters below, Becky, we could actually, you know, the surface of the our world is about 71, 72% water, but with waters above, waters below, we could actually be 95, 96, 97, who knows, percent water. We, we mm -hmm. you know, we could be. So, um, you know, we, we live in a water world. So I've rejected flat earth because they like to call me a flurf or a flat tart or mentally ill, which I have been called, and, and, and stupid and dumb and all that stuff. And I reject the flat earth thing because, first of all, it's not biblical to say you live on a flat earth. So I reject it. Um, mm -hmm. so, so it's just it's just really interesting, uh, Becky, that there are no bridges, there are no railroads, there's no canals, there's no oil pipelines, there's no highways that have architecture, blueprints, anything that say they build in curve. None. Zero. It's zero that they don't take into account. So you have the Trans-Australian Highway in Australia, mm -hmm. uh, 301 miles, excuse me, railroad, 301 miles. Uh, th th there's, you should have 11.42 miles worth of curve, you know, around the globe, but there is none and you can see it and there's no architecture mm -hmm. that says they built into it. Uh, you go south of there, you have the Air Highway, E-Y-R-E -E, in Australia, 90 miles straight, that should be 5,400 feet worth of curve. There is no curve. They don't say it. When they built all these railroads in the United States in the late 1800s, they just built them straight. I mean, they just built them like there's no curve whatsoever. When, when they came together, they didn't say, oops, we missed because of the curve when they put the tracks mm -hmm. together. They didn't say that because there was no curve. Uh, the, the, right. you know, and, and so 
and radar works that radar is built line of sight straight line so if you're pinging something 60 miles away and the radar is is 100 100 feet up into the ship 33 yards or so and and it's pinging something that's 60 miles away with the 100 feet observation height 60 miles away there should be 1520 feet of curve there's no curve because radar cannot read over a curve it's line of sight straight line the military when they shoot something miles away they don't take into account the Coriolis effect and they don't take into account the curvature of the earth they see it they shoot it lasers mm -hmm. are the exact same way uh, if you have mm -hmm. the FE core C-O-R-E uh, that happened in 2018 one laser over here one laser 25 miles away one laser at nine feet observation height the other laser at six feet observation height total 15 feet observation height 25 miles away according to the earth curve calculator there should be 273 feet of curve the lasers can see each other there is no curve lasers operate straight unless they go into a different medium if a laser goes into water plastic glass it can change it can change its direction mm -hmm. but in in, in light Light, uh, without a change in medium, lasers go straight, light goes straight. The second bullet point of the Earth curve calculator, the first one is radius of the Earth is 3,959 miles. The second bullet point is that light straight stays in a straight line. And that is mainstream science and NASA. That's what they say. It's not what I say. It's not what, you know, us people that believe in flat Earth, which I don't believe in flat Earth, but it's not what we say. So we use their calculations against them but there's not enough of us to make a difference because every politician mm -hmm. is, a, is a global every yeah, every scientist because scientists are paid because if they don't agree with those that are paying them they don't get paid or they don't get another job mm -hmm. so scientists go in with a confirmation bias that they live mm -hmm. on a globe it's just like a virologist oh. they will go into a study with the confirmation bias that viruses exist and and they get paid because they do that so it, it's just it's just really interesting that even though there's no globe 80 90 percent of people believe there is one because of indoctrination and and I'll, I'll say this i'll say this to people absolutely if if you're a christian it's not a salvation issue i don't believe it mm -hmm. is right. but i think it's an enhancement issue it enhances your your walk with Jesus, your walk with God, and and you want to go tell people. You don't want to sit back and go, the Earth's flat, it's fine, you know, and you go from there. No, you want to go out and tell people because you think it's important because they removed Genesis one, the first thirty one verses. They removed it. They removed it generations ago. So we have people that in the church, Catholic, Protestant, whatever, that don't even know what Genesis 1 says. And if you tell them, they go, well, that's just interpretation. I'm telling you this. Genesis 1, 16 to 17, when God placed two great lights in the sky, is not interpretation. It's not interpretation that the sun you know, shines and lights the moon. It says two great lights in the sky. And so if you look at the moon, when the blue, when the blue sky is out, the sun is over here and the moon's over here, there's blue sky mm -hmm. behind the moon. 
if the moon was 238,000 miles away, as we're told, there wouldn't be blue sky behind the moon. The, the moon is inside of our firmament. It's inside. And, and you can see blue sky where the, where the moon is not lit. You should not be able to. If you have a ping pong ball and you have light in the room and you add an extra light on that ping pong ball, you can still see the backside or the unlit part of the ping pong ball because there's general light you know, in the room, just like there's general light in the sky. You can't see that on the moon. So we don't know what the moon does. We don't know about lunar eclipses. We don't understand it because we can't get up there to see ourselves because nobody's been up there. Newton's third law of motion proves it, and NASA's photos from Apollo 11 uh, absolutely mm -hmm. prove it. It's just amazing that, that people look at pictures that NASA supplies of the moon landing on July 20th, 1969, Becky, and they go, you, you look at this, that's that's Buzz Aldrin right down there, and that's the piece okay. of crap that they that they landed on the moon on. It, it, you know, it, it, and people think they actually went down the moon and they were on that. That's that's just ridiculous that people believe that. The press conference that Aldrin, Armstrong, and Collins had in front of the press um, on August 12, 1969, they asked Neil Armstrong, when was the first time that you saw the the moon's surface. He said, and you can see this 33 minute video on YouTube. He said, after the dust settled. Okay, the dust settled. Where is the blast crater for where the engine came down and pushed the moon dust out so, all, so sure. Armstrong couldn't see right away. He had to wait for the dust to settle. There is no blast crater. There's no, there's no dust spread on the, the, the little legs down here, the little pads. There's nothing. And so because of our patriotism and because they wouldn't lie to us, Becky, uh, we believed it. I believed it. Well, in 1969, uh, obviously there was propaganda. Obviously a lot was going on in the 60s as well. But would you even think to question your government back then or the news? Like I find this with the older generations the cognitive dissonance is huge because they're from a generation where media was everything. They found out everything from the radio and from the news. They would never lie. And I think maybe in an earlier day, the media was a truthful source, but obviously not now. But I guess not in 1969 either. It, it, you, know, Walter, you know, Walter Cronkite, you don't remember... Mm -hmm. You may remember Walter Cronkite. I do. But, you know, yeah. but he was big on, I believe, CBS News. And mm -hmm. and when they landed on the moon, excuse me, when Neil Armstrong went down July 20th, 1969 and walked on the moon, I think there was this, uh, there's this video that you can see that Cronkite takes his glasses off. He leans forward a little bit and he kind of goes like this, like he's crying. And, you know, because it was so such a big deal that we landed on the moon. See, I, I can't tell if Kennedy knew in 61 that when he said we're going to we're going to land a man on the moon by the end of the decade and return them safely. I don't know if he knew. I don't know, you, you know, what Nixon knew when Nixon picked up the phone and called the moon. You know, <laughs> and, and you know, I don't know if Nixon knew if, if it was all fake. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, 
but we had three TV stations back then, ABC, NBC, and CBS. We had a bunch mm -hmm. of magazines that you could have delivered to your door in the mail. Um, we had newspapers, obviously. And that's all we had. And, and we don't have, we didn't have the internet like we have now. We, you know, mm -hmm. and we didn't have, you know, we didn't have this communication because we couldn't have done this 30 years ago. We couldn't have done this 20 years ago. Yeah. We may not have been able to do this 10 years ago. And, right. and definitely not back in 69. No, you're right. And obviously they relied on the fact that you had no way of fact checking them. But, you know, as we now know in 2022, that you absolutely do have to fact check your news sources. Anything they tell you to do on TV, anything. Do the opposite. It's a lie and or deception. You know, it was 105 degrees here in Texas for a number of days. We had 17 days over 100. And, and that's true. But they told us it was man-made global warming. Well, you can't have global warming if you don't have a globe. So it was 100 degrees for 17 straight days here in Texas, but it wasn't because of global warming. So that wasn't necessarily a lie. It was a deception. What's the gain from that in the context of Flat Earth? What's the, the gain for them? Well, it's, it's control. It's money, <laughs> big-time money. Uh, it's control. I truly believe NASA which was created in 1958. The Treaty of Antarctica was signed in December 1st, 1959, went into effect in 1961 with 12 nations, China, the USSR, and the USA. Now it's 54. Mm -hmm. They are telling us through the Treaty of Antarctica that anything below the 60th parallel south, you cannot go visit unless you have a cruise line that takes you down from the very, very tip uh, I believe it's Cape Horn, which is 56 degrees south. And you go, you go south of Cape Horn, you got this little part of Antarctica that sticks out. So people mm -hmm. are charged $11,000, $20,000 take a cruise to go see some penguins in Antarctica from the little peninsula that's sticking out. And they say, I've been to Antarctica. Okay, you have been, but you can't go. You can't go. You can try to get a permit to go and visit yourself, but they make you jump through hoops and when you're all done you're basically on skis by yourself or with somebody else skis and you have to pull everything behind you no motorized vehicles no animals no nothing are allowed and the average high in the summer there which i believe is january is nine degrees above zero and the lowest it gets is 129 degrees the record is 129 degrees below zero fahrenheit so they are hiding the fact that, in my opinion, there is a wall that goes all the way around our stationary mm -hmm. plane of existence. There are videos of a 150 to 200 foot wall. Nobody's ever gone all the way around, but there are videos of Antarctica with the great, you know, wall going, you know, where they filmed it. So it would be great if we could do the whole thing, but they have people there that will arrest you. They have coast guards, they have airplanes, and they have buoys in the water that can tell who's coming close and who's not. The reason the Cold War is fake is because the Treaty of Antarctica is the longest lasting peace treaty from 1961 till today. And we've gone through the Cuban Missile Crisis. We've gone through Reagan pointing nuclear weapons at Russia in the 80s and Russia pointing missiles back at Europe. We've gone through Afghanistan. 
we've gone through Vietnam, we've gone through the you know you know all the tensions. It's all fake. It's all staged and scripted. If you like professional wrestling, which is all staged and scripted, you've got to love what's going on in the world, especially since 1961. It's all staged. It's all scripted. There was no race to the moon between the USSR and the Americans. There was no race. Once we fooled people in 69 to 72 with six missions to the moon, that was it. We fooled you. We don't have to. We don't have to fool you anymore until Artemis is going to try to fool us. You know, coming up in May of 1969, Becky Apollo 10 supposedly went to the moon and orbited it 31 times. The best place ever to take pictures of the sky of the stars would be when you're on the dark side of the moon and you have no atmosphere, Earth's atmosphere, and you have no sun in the way. The best time you could, you know, the dark side of the moon, you could take pictures of the stars 31 times around. Not one photo. Not one oh. photo. Michael Collins, who orbited, you know, the fake Apollo thing in Apollo mm -hmm. 11 at the August 12, 1969 mm -hmm. press conference, they asked Neil Armstrong, did you see any stars when you're on the moon? Neil Armstrong said no. And Michael Collins, who was to Armstrong's left, the press conference is right, leaned in and said, I didn't see any stars either. That's all you would have seen when he orbited the moon on the dark side of the moon. Now, he did write a book later on. Michael Collins wrote a book later on when he said he did see stars. But at the press conference, August 12, 1969, on YouTube, 83 minutes long, he leaned in and said, I saw no stars either. I tell you what, I tell you what, I can't convince people in an hour to overcome a lifetime of indoctrination, a lifetime of, of propaganda. I can't do it. I can't do it. If you were in my life for a week, you'd probably get bored of me. You'd probably tell me to get lost, but you might believe a little bit after a week. <laughs> this hour does anything for anybody. It is to plant a seed. What I say on any of my shows is do your own research after and not just because you can find anything on the internet for or against. Find something that you're passionate about. Find your for articles and then also find your against and make a decision based on that as opposed to, oh, I saw this and this is it. My aunt posted it on Facebook. So now it, you know, that's what I believe, right? You have to do that research for and against for everything. You really have to use discernment mm -hmm, and you have mm -hmm. to use wisdom uh, mm -hmm. because you can't believe everything you see. I, I'll read something. I'll read something about Convid and it's from Peter McCullough here in Dallas or Malone or Robert Kennedy or Michael Eden in the UK. And I know mm -hmm. they're paid chills or they're plants. Controlled opposition, no, yeah, right? even even worse. Yeah, controlled opposition, plants, and 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 paid chills. I know they are, because they all believe that tiny invisible microbes called viruses cause illness, and they don't say COVID nineteen doesn't exist. They say just don't take the vaccine. They agree with the narrative that COVID nineteen exists. They tell you just don't take the vaccine. So people, I I don't know how many people. Oh, that Malone guy is great. Eden is great. Oh, I love Bobby Kennedy Jr. Peter McCullough put his whole reputation online. Oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, no, don't 
Go with it. I've never actually heard this perspective, but I love it. I love the idea of it. Go with it. In any war, in any war, whether you think it's fake or scripted or staged, which they, which they all are, in, in every war, there's control, there is counterintelligence. Mm-hmm. They go in and, and they'll have World War II was staged and scripted, but you had you know German soldiers that went off as American soldiers. You had American soldiers that maybe speak German. And so you had counterintelligence. So they got inside and they worked the opposition. These people that brought his convict, Conjob 19, they did their homework. They controlled the opposition. Lenin, you know, the guy who used to run the Soviet Union from 1917 to 1924 before he died, Stalin took over, uh, you know, said the greatest way to control the opposition is to own it. They own the other side who brought his convict owns the opposition. They own it. They own it through. They own it through controlled opposition, paid shills, plants, and this stupid thing, the New Age movement. They control it all. I don't think there's one doctor. I don't care if it's Tom Cohen, Andy Kaufman, Amanda Fulmer, Sam Bailey, Stefan Lanka. I don't care. All of those people are terrain people. All of them are trained mm-hmm. people, but they all have some baggage. And and all of them have this great respect that I know of for David Icke. David right. Icke has come along. I have a hard time with David Icke. David Icke has come along and said, blah, 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 blah. It's all fake. COVID is fake. Blah, blah. UK, yeah. it's all fake. But he throws in the new age stuff that, you know, you know, reptilians, reptiles, reptilians. Uh, I'm just passing through because I'm going to have a new life when I die, reincarnation. And, and, and so people... This is why I struggle with him. Yeah. And, and people, when they came out with the, the movie The Terrain in February 5th and February 12th, they did an hour of it here and an hour of it the next week, they introduced mm-hmm. the, that film, you know, half of it in the 5th, the, half of it on the 12th of February with David Icke. 15 minutes of David Icke, mm-hmm. he said the same thing. 15 minutes of David mm-hmm. Icke, you're going to enjoy this film, David Icke says. And blah, 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 blah. They introduced the movie The Terrain with David Icke. I'm going, no, no, no. And it blows me away that people mm-hmm. go after David Icke. That's like, okay. It's just like people blow me away that Peter McCullough, Malone, mm-hmm. Bobby Kennedy Jr., and Eden. Eden is a former uh, vice president of research. A Pfizer, was he not? Of, of research and development or something. Yeah. And it's just like, what? Yeah. I mean, you could make the argument that Pfizer is the most evil company in the world. Now, you could say Monsanto and Microsoft and all those things, but you can make a huge argument mm-hmm. that Moderna and Pfizer are the most evil companies on God's, For sure. God's water world. But you know what I think the appeal was with Malone or Eden or McCullough? I think it was because at the height of COVID and then that vaccine thing and people not knowing, you know, we had the conspiracy people who were like, no, this is fake. I will never take a vaccine. And then the people that were against it, right? There was that major division there. But I think these guys came out when you see the ex vice president of Pfizer, same thing. He put his reputation on the line. So you, I think we were just so beat down throughout that being, and probably the same as being a flat earth guy. 
you're so beat down from being the person who doesn't believe in COVID, you you're don't believe in the vaccine, that you're looking for someone of power to say something that resonates. Exactly. Right? And exactly. then you can be like, well, actually look at these guys. And he says this. Yep. So, you know, I, we were just all sort of looking for we that were, superhero we were looking for during that time. But we were all so beat down, you can't blame any of us. That, that, that's what my other sister, Ellen, says. She, you know, because she's yeah. a retired nurse practitioner. She wrote prescriptions for people, you know, to, you know, to get antibacterial and antiviral medicines. Mm -hmm. And and she said, you know, you can't blame people because they were looking yeah. for a savior. They were looking for an answer. And and the thing mm -hmm. about Malone, Malone is supposedly the inventor of the mRNA. And the thing is, how do we know? I mean, when Bill Gates pushes mRNA vaccine, don't we kind of don't we kind of go, hmm? And what proof is there that what's in that syringe is nothing but toxins and poisons? And 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 some of them, you know, I think the vast majority of the first two were uh, were fake, you know, were placebos, or they were saline solution, because mm -hmm. uh, somebody did a study of VARS here in the United States, you know, you know, mm -hmm. for bad reactions to vaccines, adverse right. reactions yeah. to vaccines. In the in the in Europe, they're called yellow card, but here in the mm -hmm. United States, it's called VARS, V A E R S, and they found right. out that six percent of the vials of the injections caused ninety percent of the adverse reactions because on your card, you know, they told you whether it was J and J, Pfizer, or Moderna. And they told you the date and they also told you the vial number and and so mm -hmm. so that's all on record you can look up and they found out that six percent people whoever did it said six percent of the of the vials caused 90 percent of the adverse reactions so it's like russian roulette taking it oh i i, I tell people i tell people mm -hmm. i tell them i told my i told my family i told my daughters i said put a bullet in a six shooter, put one bullet into a six shooter, into the cylinder, put it in, spin it, and put it to your brain. Mm -hmm. And if that was real life, actually you wouldn't do it. Never, but no. you do it, people have, including my family, had no idea what's in the syringe. The people that took it had no idea what's in the syringe and they didn't even invest. Yeah, because why would the government lie to us? Why would healthcare lie to us? This is the whole cognitive dissonance thing. Like, why would I not take it? And that's why propaganda is such a, it is a brilliant tactic because you beat down these people, you made them tired, you created division, you know, you divided everybody from good and bad or vaccine, not vaccine, whatever, COVID, no COVID. So you beat them down emotionally and you filled them full of fear and it was easy. You took away conveniences too. It was like a, like a, a trifecta, conveniences, fear, and division. And they're like, hey, we're now going to give you this medicine. It's the cure. And everyone was just like, sign me up. As usual, I digress down the COVID rabbit hole. But as you're probably starting to see, they really are connected. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a sec. So I got to ask from your perspective, and I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, why would they lie to us? Yeah, I think that I think the reason, Becky, they lied to us is the easiest is power and control. Mm -hmm. Obviously, money, you know, man-made global warming. You can't have global warming if you don't have a globe. 
I love that. The thing that gets me is why would they lie? Yeah. Um, Satan knows there's God because in Revelation 12, 4, uh, Satan took one third of God's angels and brought them down to earth. So Satan convinced mm -hmm. one third of God's angels that were comfortably in heaven to leave heaven and come down to earth as his fallen angels or demons, whatever, us from the truth. This is the thing that any conversations I have within my family, who is basically all evangelicals, is that my parents died. We never brought up the question of the shape of the earth or viruses or anything like that. And, and I know that because my dad and mom bought me a telescope when I was 10, and they watched the lunar landing with me in 1969, and they never questioned you know, my love affair for you know my outer space monkey religion. So, so my parents and I were ignorant. Now we know the truth, whether it's God speaking through us or whether we just learned it ourselves and we want to preach it to other people or tell other people. That's kind of where I am. I want to tell other people because I find it exciting that Genesis 1 is so true. Mm -hmm. I mean, 6, when you have God place two great lights in the sky, not just one that reflects on the other or lights the other, but he puts two great lights in the sky. And when you put a sun filter over the sun, they're the exact same size, the sun and the moon. You see that and you go, wow. Genesis 1 pops. And I don't know what Christians do with that once they're confronted with it, because now they're no longer ignorant. Christians need to, once they know, need to stand up for God's, one of God's greatest creations, the ground mm -hmm. we walk on. That's why God put it in Genesis 1. He made the heavens and the earth. And so Christians need to stand up for God's greatest creation. And the second creation that God made was us our bodies, and God did not create viruses. Satan cannot create anything. And so, mm -hmm. and so only God can create something. God did mm -hmm. not create tiny invisible microbes called viruses that can harm us. Even after the fall in, in the Garden of Eden, did God create viruses? He did not. So viruses are a man-made, excuse me, a satanic invention, just <laughs> like the globe is. Salvation is about Jesus and the cross. Absolutely. But it's an enhancement. It enhances your relationship with God when you know his creation is Genesis 1 and you want to go out and t you know, tell other people that God actually made a place just for you and me, made it special, mm -hmm. put some sort of firmament over the top. You know, your base word in firmament is firm. So he puts that mm -hmm. firm over us, whether you believe it's a dome or a Hebrew tent or whatever you think it might be. You want to tell people that. Now, obviously, again, salvation is about Jesus and the cross. But if you find out that Genesis 1 is true, and you don't live on a spinning, watery, curvy, bendy ball, and that it's a satanic invention to remove you from God, then you want to know it, just like viruses. Viruses are created, power, control, money, and ultimately death. Hmm. You want to tell people because God's creation is the body. The body is the perfect healing machine. I think I think mm -hmm. I might have said this before. Forgive me if I did. Illness uh, or sickness, you know, fever, runny nose, you know, whatever you want to call it, is your body's way of getting healthy again. All sicknesses is, is toxicity or deficiency of minerals or vitamins in the body. So if you take care mm -hmm. of those two things, you're getting healthy again. 
So sickness is your way of the body getting healthy again. And some people who are older, one of the last things that attacks their body is pneumonia, which is you know basically toxicity in the lungs. Bacteria come in to clean it up, but they're not strong enough to be able to do it because the person's old or the toxicity in the lungs is too great. And unfortunately, they die. That's why mm-hmm. younger people and middle-aged people don't die from the flu, the cold, or even pneumonia. Uh, and oftentimes, they don't get pneumonia because they aren't old. And, and so it's very, very simple. The thing is, the eyes are useless when the mind is blind. You've got to open mm-hmm. the mind so your eyes can see. And so now I see evangelical Christians going along with the spinning, watery, curvy, bendy ball. And people don't know that because by the time they were 10, they were taught we live on a spinning, watery, curvy, bendy ball. And they were taught that you could catch or spread something from home, school, or the office. You can't. I mean, I'm telling you, God sits at the top of the firmament and looks down upon us, looks down upon the circle of the earth, and views us as like grasshoppers. Isaiah 40:22. So God is a local God. God is a local, is a close God, just like the moon and the sun are. But what's even closer is Satan. And what's mm-hmm. even closer are his fallen angels or demons. That's what's even closer. And you only get the Holy Spirit if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart. So God sits at the top of the firmament, looks down upon the circle of the earth, not the sphere, not the ball, and, and looks upon us as like grasshoppers. And he can see us all. So if we lived on a globe, he'd have to go around the other side of the ball to see the other people. Interesting. I mean, I mean, we got rid of God in 1962 and replaced mm-hmm. him with sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And it's been downhill since. Who knows what we'll have in 10 or 15 years. I don't think we have 10 or 15 years. But, you know, what does Satan have in store for us in the future? It's only going to get worse. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> we think it's bad now. It's going to get so much worse. Guys, husband, kids, children, we don't live on a spinning water recovery bendy ball. And what you learn at school is hogwash. Kids, when you get sick, you're actually getting healthy again. Don't worry about it. Take some vitamin D. You know, get outside, get some sunlight through your eyes, turn your vitamin D, get some orange juice, get some broccoli, and allow your body mm-hmm. to detox correctly and get healthy again. Get fully healthy mm-hmm. again. Because when we take antibacterial, antiviral drugs, even Benadryl, and you take it, you and ivermectin is the worst, you take it, it stops the detox process, and you never get fully well. And after three or four years of taking ivermectin or whatever, you never allow your body to get well again. Allow your body to get well again. Here's what you got when you, when you have a, quote, pandemic, and you see it when you're driving in the car, and the signs above you, the neon signs, you know, digital signs say, make sure that you stay six feet apart in your car, social mm-hmm. distancing, and you see it when you go into the grocery store, you see the little things on the bottom that say six, stay six feet away from the person in front of you. Uh, when you see it on TV, I'm telling you, fear, anxiety, stress, and worry increases toxicity in the blood. Mm-hmm. It causes necrosis. Yeah, and so you can actually think yourself sick. And if they tell you to stay inside and not get vitamin D from the sunlight, you know, that right. triggers, you know, through your eyes and through your skin, vitamin D, you're naturally going to feel worse than you normally would. I've heard a lot of people say this, and I don't disagree with them. They say, I've never been as sick as I was when I had COVID. 
It's just like the reason you never got, you think you never, you know, you, it was really bad is because one, the latest sickness is the one that's always the worst. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. mentally you go, well, I've never been so bad, even though I don't remember 10 years ago when I got really sick. And two, weren't told by your TV, uh, golly, every 30 seconds or a minute or every two minutes or whatever, that you had this deadly virus. You know, that mm-hmm. either came out of a wet market in China or out of a, uh, a lab in China that was created. Right. Uh, and, and so I, I don't I don't say, I don't tell people, no, you know, you say you were you know, most sick than you've ever been in your life. It's like, you may have been, but you... But it's also a placebo oh, effect as well. It's all up here. It's all psychological. That's why they call it psychological warfare. You know, I can definitely say that it wasn't the sickest I've ever been. I looked back to when the sickest I ever was. And it was a couple weeks after, as an adult, I had my last vaccination and it was for tetanus. I cut myself pretty good in 2017. Never thought anything of it. I went to the ER. I got a tetanus shot. Um, Again, would never have thought anything of it. And then within a, a couple weeks, I was like the sickest I have ever been. I had a sinus infection and the flu and something else I can't remember now, but I couldn't leave my bed for three days. And that's not like me, I'm always on the go. So, and I never ever put it together until um, Steve from the Big Mike podcast, he said to me, what, you got the tetanus shot? And I said, yeah, like 2017. And he goes, were you really sick after? And I go, no. And then I go, wait a second. And I counted and it was like 12 days later or something. That was the sickest I have ever been. And maybe there's a correlation, but I've never been sick like that since. And I've never been sick like that prior. And that was the last, that was the only time I'd been vaccinated probably as an adult. Yeah. It's interesting that they tell us tetanus is bacteria. There are no bad bacteria. Mm-hmm. So, so all you do is clean the wound uh, and, and take care of yourself and you'll be fine. The same thing with getting bit by a, an animal. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I may have said this already, forgive me. But one of Louis Pasteur's greatest lies, one of his first tricks, was tying a dog to a tree, a uh, live dog to a tree, putting uh, one third of the dog's brain volume in the, into the dog uh, from some other source, saw the dog foaming at the mouth and called it rabies. And for, mm. so when you get bit by a, an animal, you don't get a rabies shot because ra- the rabies virus doesn't exist. You just clean the wound and take care of it. You don't have to run off because you know what you're doing when you get a tetanus shot and get a, a shot for rabies. You're making big pharma money and, mm-hmm. and you're putting toxins and poisons into you that you have no idea what's in the syringe. You just believe you just believe that they wouldn't lie to you. Why would they lie? They lie because of power, control and money and because they want to keep you when it comes to vaccines. They want to keep you perpetually ill. I wish I this okay. a few years ago. To my friends who I judged, I'm so sorry. I wish I knew. I didn't. I didn't but, know three years ago. I'm coming up no. in October 19, 2019. I went to a Trump rally at, at uh, where da- the Dallas Mavericks play, Mark Cuban's building, mm-hmm. and was out there for 12 hours with 20,000 Trump supporters. Wow. Uh, it was a great time. I loved my Orange Idol at the time, uh, who came up and talked for an hour and 15 minutes, and 20,000 people. They filled the arena. Uh, they put some people down on the floor who stood there for like hours. I would never do that. And the news people were right to my left. And Trump did his normal thing, blaming them, you know, the fake news. And we all booed. I, I looked over to my left and I booed, you know, the fake news. I did all the stuff that my orange idol wanted me to do. 
And then, <laughs> then I learned about what uh, three, eight months later, he lied. He just—he's a huge liar. I'm sorry, he's a huge liar. Patriotism is a psyop. And I'm sorry, mm -hmm. folks. I don't believe in countries. I believe small, very wealthy families control everything. The stock market goes up or down when the Rothschilds want it to go up or down because the Rothschilds are bankers for these families that run the world. And uh, Rockefellers, you know, basically took over education in 1920. In 1902, along with Andrew Carnegie, John D. Rockefeller started taking over medicine. And, and voila, here we are in 2022, you know, with a pandemic that never existed. And, and, and here we are, you know, having Universal Studios tell us we live on a, a spinning watery, curvy, bendy ball. When Artemis goes to the moon, their CGI's, their computer graphics is going to be so good. Just gonna, people are just going to go, wow, just like they did in 1969. Wow. You know, one small you know, step for man. But you know what the difference between 1969 and today? It's like there's, in 1969, there's no way to fact check it. No. No way. But 2022, you have every access to all of the world's wealth. I mean, you have to be cautious while looking and you have to use discernment while looking. So you can fact check it. So for the people to blindly look at this and go, wow, amazing, like they did in 1969 is just ignorance. I did. I went wow because I was a conservative Republican and I liked my, my waving flag on the moon with no yeah. wind. I loved my waving flag because I was a patriot. You know how free we are <laughs> on march 17 2020 my orange idol got in the rose garden with burke and fauci and and said we need to shut this you know the world down the united states down because 2.2 million americans will die 500,000 will die in the uk over a virus that doesn't exist that's how free we are <laughs> we let we let somebody a selected puppet clown trump and now biden tell us what we're supposed to do and we blindly follow I sure do. Well, I mean, if COVID was any wake up call for people, I think it definitely has pushed people into start looking about things like big pharma, like the banking, like 9-11, like flat earth, or as you like to call it, stationary, stationary planes. planes. Yes. Yeah. So um, on that note, I think I will end it for today, but I definitely want to do a part two with you because there are lots of questions that I think people are going to ask and I have a feeling that you're going to know the answers to them. We'll, so. we'll see. We'll see. I've encountered a lot of questions, so we'll see how, how we do. It's not going to be from a place of judgment, yeah. like most people who probably ask questions. We'll get into part two and questions here real soon. A huge shout out to my special guest, John, for being on my show, not once, but twice, two different occasions, because I lost half of one of the episodes. We had to re-record. We had the microphone drop out. We had the camera drop out. It was an absolute nightmare, but he is such a champion. I am so, so thrilled with this episode. Come back next week. On Tuesday, the I don't know dates, but next Tuesday for episode eight, which is flat part two. Thank you everyone for listening. See you soon.